0: welcome to in search of tracks podcast the podcast for old guys that like music my oh, name no. is pete what
1: no say, say your name again my name is pete my name is bob oh no not for old guys who like <laughs> music. oh maybe this one this episode maybe just um, this episode no it's it's uh it's
0: every okay. other episode is for the youth yeah, it's for children, small, small <laughs>
1: people, little little babies, like literally toddlers. Yeah. We want this to be the podcast for toddlers. Um, how is your day going today?
0: My day's going all right. It was a sunny day here in New Jersey today. It was a little chilly, but it's all right. Um, there's a beautiful We're getting to
1: the warm weather. We're getting to the warm
0: weather. We're getting there. There's a beautiful tree outside my house that's blooming, which is really nice um i don't oh, know i saw that very cool i'm feeling the springtime vibes you know i'm feeling it i'm feeling it how about you
1: i'm good i was just thinking about what it would sound like if blink 182 covered this record that we're gonna talk about today it'd be,
0: <laughs> I, I think it'd be all right they should they should try it yeah it'd be
1: it'd be interesting um i'm doing good my nose is about to explode but otherwise um i'm doing well i i got too much dust in there today but uh You know, I'm cracking up open a cold one, just like you, and uh, (laughs) hopefully making it through the recording session without uh, leaking out my brain uh, through my my sinuses.
0: I got a Waterloo Cherry Limeade Sparkling Water. That's my cold one tonight. Hell yeah. Uh,
1: The Waterloo brand, good brand. They do some pretty good good. stuff. Yeah, I'll take it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. no no exciting snack talk from us. I'm sorry, everybody. We're going to work on it. We're getting to snack season here.
0: Yeah. Lack of snacks recently. Lack of
1: snacks is a good, um, that's like our, that's our band. Yeah. (laughs) Lack of snacks. (laughs) Um, pick it up, pick it up. Oh, um, (laughs) so, (laughs) Oh, shit. Let's talk about some music today. What kind of music should we talk about? Should we talk about something new? Should we talk about something for for people who are old or just have old souls? Let's do that. Let's talk about stuff that's old. Let's talk about a record that is specifically, let's see,
0: 1967.
1: February 1st, 1967, this record came out.
0: We're getting in the way back machine.
1: How old, how long ago was that? I can't do math right now.
0: That was... 50 something years ago, 54 years ago. So, uh, 50, on, no, 56 years ago.
1: Okay. So on February 1st, 1967, the federal minimum wage in the United States increased from $1 and 25 cents an hour to a dollar and 40 cents an hour for 30 million workers. Wow. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Um, the ABA uh, w- was formed, and it lasted nine years, uh, started by George Mikan. That's where uh, famous basketball player Julius Irving got his start, among many others. Um, let's see. Ernie Bromley, an Australian cricket player, uh, died at age 54. Okay. Um, people who were born in, on February 1st, 1967, what generation are they a part of?
0: Uh, boomers,
1: generation X.
0: Oh,
1: generation X. damn, generation X. You all old as hell. Um, I mean, that's like I, don't, nobody I don't know. Talks anything. About I feel real I know. stupid right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the number one song in both the United States and Britain was I'm a Believer by the Monkees. Sort hell of yeah. appropriate. I, I got some comments on that. Um, okay, very cool. So that brings us up to date. What, what happened, but also. A little record called Surrealistic Pillow by the band Jefferson Airplane came out.
0: Yeah, it did. And we're listening to it and we're gonna talk about it. You know what's really fun to me is that we we do kinda of, sometimes
1: we do these big like drawn out theatrical things when we also like post literally like, Hey, this is the record we're gonna talk about today. and i'm like oh let me be clever (laughs) it's like you know you like you know what you're gonna hear like what the hell we doing? (laughs) um it it, we are in on the bit everyone okay sheesh um pete i got some big thoughts about this record uh before we do what's your familiarity level with it
0: i don't think i've ever listened to this record um which i was surprised by because i went yeah i went deep down the rabbit hole of this kind of stuff and this one just Totally missed me, even though it's one of those records that I've seen in every record dollar bin for 30 years now.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of the songs on it. I just had never sat down with it. You know what I mean? So not much familiarity, um, but it was a cool listen. What about you?
1: So I own this one uh, pretty... (laughs) I don't know what it was. I mean, I love the hits off this record. There's two hits that everybody knows, you know? Yeah. Um, so I really liked them. I was like, let me check this band out. Um, bought it. Used. <laughs> um, UCD, actually. Um, again, weird UCD phase for me. And uh, I liked it. I liked it. It's definitely not what I expected. It's one of those things where. It both hit what I was looking for and also was just kind of this weird record. Um, so anyways, good change of pace record. I didn't fall... D- I mean, I listened to some other Jefferson Airplane stuff. None of it particularly stuck to me. I think their story as a band is pretty interesting um, because they, they essentially evolve as a band that stays around well into the 80s. As yeah. starship so they're, they're jefferson airplane then become jefferson starship and then just become starship and um yeah they, they weird weird uh, quite a turn from the sound that you're on this record uh for better or worse
0: yeah i mean it's it's a it's a wild ride to go from this record to we built the city on rock and roll
1: we built this city on rock and roll. Built this city.
0: I mean, good song.
1: Built this city on rock and roll. That song's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Like, <laughs> it's so dumb, <laughs> but I love it so much. Like, what? what is, the, that is like... It's it's like the uh, what's what's a candy that gets you gives you everything you want, but it's the stupidest format. It's like a whatchamacallit call it or something. You know, it's yeah. like here's all this stuff. We didn't know what to do, so we just like molded it into this crummy bar. It looks like a piece <laughs> of shit, but here's all the stuff you like in one yeah, place. That and sounds that's, right. That's we built this city. It's got like <laughs> dramatic keyboards, really catchy choruses. Verses that are like endearing, but also funny and a little bit ploying and like playing on the Congo. It's like s- slapstick. It's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. The whatchamacallit of music. Yeah. The whatchamacallit of music. Um, <laughs> th- we're not talking about that today. But but, anyways, I like this record. I I, I can't say I'm like you know Jefferson Airplane super fan. Um. But it's cool. So we should talk about it. Uh, I think this brings us to a place where I know I've heard from listeners, not not all old, thankfully, who are like, yeah, you know, sometimes when you guys talk about stuff pre-1980, it's just completely out of my bucket. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's interesting to me. So I, I like to do it a little bit, um, especially with records that I think bridge the gap a bit. And we'll have some familiarity to at least some of the audience and also maybe be something new to others. So, yep. yeah, I'm really falling apart here. Um, big idea, Pete, big idea. Go in. Is this record a bridge between, you know, early sing- 60s pop rock kind of, and, and I mean, I say early 60s, but as I noted, the number one single right now is The Monkeys. Um, stuff like that and psych rock that was to come.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, this is like quintessential early psych rock. Like yes. it's like that psych rock slash folk rock yes. crossover stuff that had really had a moment, but I feel like this is one of those th- this is like one of the primary albums of that whole thing that happened for a few years there yeah and i I think
1: it gets the credit the band gets the credit for that um and and it gets weird it gets drifty in this cool way but it never it never goes fully acid bath if you will Um, i don't think on this record i think it it touches it but doesn't doesn't uh fall through the painting if you will um
0: that's one of the things i was most impressed by actually was just how concise the songs were oh yeah like, there, there are so many moments where they could just do the thing where they just jam for five minutes and they never yep. do that
1: no no they they're playing with the balance i think um no song in this record goes more than three and a half minutes and there's only two that go to that length yeah uh, actually, there's one. There's one song that's five minutes. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even that one, like it just that one moves pretty well. I, I think this record f- isn't. It, it feels breezy at 33 minutes. Um, yeah, and that's kind of cool. I, I I think it's an, a more accessible record than someone might assume, and uh, you know, uh, it's sort of exactly what I I, I say. It's it's this. Crossing point of American folk rock, that familiar, simple, catchy 60s rock of the early Beatles material, the early Beach Boys material, the monkeys, the stuff that's like lighthearted and kind of just playful, and then psych. And you start to stew about in it, and I think you can go in almost any direction from this record.
0: That Sounds right,
1: yeah. So, anyways, um, I like it. I was interested in revisiting and kind of excited to revisit because this isn't one of the biggest names, but like they're certainly associated with the early psych rock stuff, so um, and like 60s rock and San Francisco and blah 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 blah, all that. So, yeah, you ready to dive
0: track by track on this one? Let's go in on it. Let's
1: go first. So she I has know. funny horse And I know
0: love the title of this song so oh, great. it's great <laughs> um i like the song a lot um i like the intro to it there's like this really building intro but then it breaks into this kind of like jazzy sort of like psychedelic part yes. yep and then it kicks right back into this like kind of more rock part so like right off the bat they show you that there's a lot of dynamic it's not just like jam band stuff or just folk stuff or just psych stuff um there's these really intense builds that kind of like go into these softer bridges and stuff so yes it's really cool they're a really dynamic band uh and i think this is a great intro track
1: really interesting intro track I, i love the tone of the guitar here um there's also something about the recording. It's It's got a warmth to the overall recording that I really enjoy. Um, the drums feel far back, uh, yeah. but they also have a deep sound. Uh, I like some of the tempo changes. Um, and what I really enjoy, this, you're getting mostly, uh, I think, is, is it Marty Balin is the, the singer? Um, I think... Uh, yeah, Marty Balin is the, the primary singer in this band. <laughs> um, it's Marty or Paul. I think it's Marty on this track. But, uh, I, think, yeah, I think it's yeah, Marty. it's Marty. Yeah. He's, he's the primary singer, but the Grace Slick, this is her first record with Jefferson Airplane, um, provides really good backing vocals, and there's this duality to that texture that they flip on the next song that's a little bit more well-known, Uh, and I I actually think hearing these two songs next to each other it's like oh cool totally different songs but to hear that uh, flipped interplay on the vocal track is kind of cool
0: yep next song Somebody to Love Like this song yeah. I do like this
1: one. It's it's the hit, right? Yeah, still hits me now. Um, heard it a bajillion times. Uh, it, it. I say this a lot when I talk about music. I like music to feel strain. I like to feel elements of desperation or just like a motive. Uh, uh, both in the way it's being played and certainly in the vocal track. And I think you catch that on this, especially for a song that was such a big hit. Yep. Um, the strumming, the guitar strumming is very truncated and sharp. And I think that's kind of interesting for the era and, and indicative of the sound and how it's changing from this more like, like um, more flowing. It's more sharp. Like as as a non-guitar player i could probably uh explain this way better but um when you hear the way the song sounds it's almost like it's just being down picking you know as opposed to going back and forth which sure. i think gives it a much sharper sound in the guitar than a soft flowy sound um and again the inverted mix vocals um and uh, obviously, this is a uh, pretty pretty popular song as as time has gone by.
0: yeah, it's a hit. Grace Slick's vocals are amazing on this. Um, yeah, incredible. It feels it feels really urgent. the The playing on it feels really urgent. It's like it's a really driving song. And for there's me, the other
1: word I like to use urgent.
0: yeah. um for me, the first time I heard this song was on a skate video. It was I don't remember if it was a toy machine video or a zero video. Real, it was on, yeah, it was on one of those, and it like, I, I really love the song, and it felt like just as urgent and punk to me as like the Danzig song that was like on the next part of that video or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> so for me, like, I I hear this song and I just think about skate videos, which makes me think punk. Cool so like, it's all like associated for me. It's very <laughs> funny, but. um Yo,
1: that that maybe that's part of it. Is I think. I don't know. Uh, it's it's certainly one of the things that's driven driven me pulled me into certain music, yeah. Uh, but this this song is kind of peak that. Um, but I got to admit, I caught more of that on the rest of the record than I had remembered previously. So, yeah, sure. Um, next track, not totally like this. Uh, My best friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is where it switches to yes. the kind of uh more mellow kind of san francisco stonery yep. folk psych vibe um yeah yeah it's uh, to me it's um <laughs> it's a tough transition from somebody to love yeah because it's
1: it's so much it, it feels fervent and then you go to like oh nah, man we're just chilling on the bench what do you mean um, <laughs> i said fine but very 1963 i really like kind of the twangy Uh, americana guitar hints but overall feels like a laid-back take on a monkey song i'm not knocking it it's catchy and tuneful Uh, i don't know if it's even catchy it's tuneful and pleasant but i'm not you know it's not it's not pushing me anywhere
0: yeah it still has some of those interesting dynamic shifts um like there's this like this kind of building part in the middle that that keeps it interesting but yeah it's like it's much more focused on the harmonies than like the rock, you know, whereas i think i feel like the first two songs there's a lot of like rock and roll energy and this one is like yeah, let's do the laid back kind of like harmony vibe.
1: And i so, think that lays the tracks for some of the psych energy is the laid back kind of like push. Yeah. But there's a couple parts on this record where i'm like, "Oh, this totally feels like a song they wrote years ago. And we're like, yeah, this is a good song. But then it was like, hey, that doesn't totally fit the vibe of what we're doing now. But how about let's let's record it anyways and just reconstitute it a little yeah. bit. And it's like, eh, doesn't totally work in your current composition here. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, next track. Today. Today. And here we have the Loungy Psych song in my opinion yeah Uh, i think it works but on repeated listens i found myself wanting to like it more than i did
0: yep yeah i feel kind of the same way like it it feels this song to me i was just trying to like think of the time and i don't know like what studio techniques were new or old or whatever but it just feels like like the whole psych folk thing was like fairly new, right? And these guys were like kind of at the head of that. So like, it just feels like the way that the echoey drums are in the background, there's like wavering vocal vocals in the background. It just feels like they're trying out out a lot of like studio tricks and kind of like maybe there are other like proto psych bands that were toying around with this stuff and they were starting to toy around with it too. It just feels like it feels fresh in a way. Yeah. Um, yes. Which is cool, but like the song, but then it's like a matter of the song itself is not great, but a lot of what they're doing is interesting.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's 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 a good way to put it. It's they're they're working towards something, and they're they're getting it, and it's just I like this, but I'm like, okay, where, where are you going to get to? Um, yeah. Next song, Coming Back to Me.
0: Coming Back to Me. One begins to read between the pages of a look. The shape of sleepy music, and suddenly you're hooked. Through the rain upon the trees that kisses on the run. I saw you. I saw you coming back to me.
1: Um, this one, Pete. When I listened to this track, I was like, "Wow, this is—it's very sparse. Um, yeah, very singer-songwriter, like dude with a guitar sitting on a stool, kind of." Um, you but but feels beyond its years in terms of the but sound. Yeah, like it doesn't sound like something from you know the mid to late '60s. Um, sort of a haunting strain in the vocal that that I found. I I clued into this song more as I listened to it. Is in, into it? Oh, three, two, one. I clued into it more as I listened to it more and um. I don't know. I connected with it. It didn't it was it was a grower, not a shower, I'll say that for sure. And and the lyrical content connected pretty well too. I, I thought it was kind of pained. It wasn't something where you had to read the lyrics, but you could if you listen, it's pretty like, oh wow. Yeah. This is a tough one.
0: Yeah, no, I like this song more as I listen to it too. Um it's kind of just like a mellow psychedelic folk tune. Um, I guess he Marty Balin wrote this song in one sitting and then went directly to the studio to record it with whoever was available. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And that like <laughs> that, that plays into, I guess why it sounds as sparse as it does. Right. So yes.
1: Three fifths of a mile in 10 seconds.
0: Um, this is an awesome kickoff to the B side of this record. Uh, it's got great energy. It's got great guitar tones. The harmonies are awesome. It feels like template psych rock to me. Like this, this to me sounds like like all the psych throwback bands of the last ten years. Yes, are like doing this almost to a T. Yeah,
1: I, I call this the San Francisco swing. That's what it yeah, sounds like to for me. For sure. Um, I like how choppy the guitar sound is on this one. Um, otherwise, I actually was listening to this and I was like, oh, kind of the back and forth and how it plays. Um, it sounds like the the Who playing the Sesame Street theme song. <laughs> it's funny because it's got a good energy and pulsing, but then you're just like, song's pretty simple in format. You know, but it's It's cool, good song. Yeah, it's a cool song. DCBA 25.
0: If you don't like this is one of the more perfect psych rock songs on this record. Um, yes. It totally has that San Francisco sway, that San Francisco feel you're talking about. Yes. Um, but there's still like a drive to it. Um, I don't know. This is a great song.
1: So I had a question for you on this. Yeah. And I don't know. You might not have even been listening for it. There's moments on this record, and this is one of them, that remind me of the looser lighter moments of like 90s Brit pop stuff, the sway kind of like airier stuff. Um, sure. And this this one has tinges of stuff I heard, like I'm thinking back to the Stone Roses record and it was like, oh, I can see some parallels there. Um, I could see that. So so that's uh, high praise on this. I, I think this is a very good song.
0: Next song, how do you feel? We are...
1: Deep in the tie-dye jangle flow here. Um, (laughs) um, Subtle flute. And um, if if that appeals to you, I'll tell you this would be a perfect sunny drive down PCH in Central California. Very specific. But I think uh, you have to be. Uh, I like the song. I think it's very jangly um, sun that's too bright and kind of like reflecting off cars too brightly. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's the feel of this song. That's how I feel. (laughs) That's how I feel.
0: That's funny that like such a vivid picture came to your mind. Cause for me, it was the same thing. It was just like living in San Francisco, like window open on a nice day, you know, probably a lot of smoke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's total like folky birds kind of like psych folk vibe. Um,
1: uh, the birds is exactly one of the bands I was thinking of to to comp this to, but I didn't want to date us too hard. Yeah. Um, this is to me like I don't need I don't need a ton of birds material. No, is is the turn 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 is the name of the record too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I think you get turn, 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 and you get this record, and you can have a nice evolution through some of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, anyways, um, yes, the feel that. It's, it's a song that gives you enough space that you can conjure images, and it's – I will also say this. This is a weird one. Really good background music record overall.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, totally.
1: We, we have some listeners who – I know work in offices and cubicles. This is a good office listen.
0: Yeah, it's nobody's mellow. gonna get mad at you. No,
1: embryonic journey, um, instrumental track really reminds me off, uh, re- reminds me of something off uh, "Eat a Peach" by Almond Brothers. <laughs> the oh, sure. Brothers. Yeah. Um, it's cool, good song. You know, again, we're we're kind of in the folksy section of this.
0: Yeah, it's like an interlude, but I think it works really well in the context. Me too. Uh,
1: I, yeah, I found myself feeling the flow on this record. Uh, White Rabbit.
0: So this is the other big hit. Um, yes. Grace Slick on vocals again. Um, all the lyrics are about Alice in Wonderland, kind of imagery, which or is Or doing pretty cool. drugs. Or doing yeah. drugs, <laughs> yeah. both of which probably apply to Alice in Wonderland. Absolutely. Um, and uh, it's great. I mean, I love this
1: song i think it's great me too grace Slick's vocals are, are kills, uh, so cool such such a cool voice and so singular you know what i mean like it's yeah. just um i really like the stunted bass is what i'm referring to it as the bass sound on this song because uh, okay. it's such a different way to use that sound it's flat kind of stiff but it's so effective in creating a different texture because that's not the way I describe bass sound. you know what I mean Yeah it sounds really like usually bouncing and flowing and rolling. That's not how it is on this this record but specifically this song um, and I, I think it's uh, really a fun a fun headphones listen for sure
0: for sure. I actually I went down the um, the rabbit hole reading about Grace Slick mm. and one thing I read about her that I thought was great was I guess she, she said something along the lines of like, like if you play in a rock and roll band, you have to stop playing music by the age of 50. Because I agree. She's like, she's like, I I guess, you know, if your band lasts that long enough, because basically your point is like, you can't find yourself at 50 years old singing songs that you wrote in your 20s because they're just not going to like apply in any way yes. to anybody, especially yourself, which is like the most important thing. So she like completely wrote off music and quit at like around 50.
1: Um, did you know she's still alive? Yeah. Um, just 80, chilling. 80, 83 years old, born in 1939 yeah yo so she was th- almost 30 when this record came out crazy that's really crazy good for her very cool um,
0: last song on the record plastic fantastic lover but I suppose no one knows you're my plastic fantastic lover Nothing but a used machine. Her aluminum finish, slightly diminished, is the best I ever have seen. Cosmetic baby plugged into me and never ever find another. And I realize no one's wise to my plastic, fantastic lover. One of the weakest tunes on the record, it's a fine psychedelic song.
1: Uh, to me it's this is the one where I was like, Okay. They had this song written years ago and we're like, we really like this song, but it's not where we're at now. All right, well let's let's just do it in the studio and we'll kinda like break it apart and, and do some of the stuff we're doing now. Yeah. Just doesn't totally flow. Um it's it's fine. Not necessarily I want or like, so it's fine.
0: The lyrics are fun and silly. It's like, but it has like more noodling than the rest of the songs. Yeah, it's, it's whatever.
1: Yes, exactly. All right. Let's give it some numeric ratings just, just for funsy. Like, yeah, just like why for funs. Yeah. Why not? All right. For the, um, for the gram. For the gram. All right. Holistic quality. Hey, is this a good record, Pete, out of 20?
0: It's a pretty good record. I'm going to give it a 14.
1: Wow. I, I came in at a 13. I agree. I think it's a pretty good record. Yeah. Highs. How good are the best parts of this record?
0: I really, really love moments of this record. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm going too high, but I, I I gave it a nine.
1: Wow, I give it an eight. I I also very much love these songs. Wow. Um, lows. What are the? How low are the worst parts of this record? I went with a three. I went with a four. I, I you know even the stuff I was not high on none of it bothered me and i i will get there competency and peer review
0: i gave it a six because i they were ahead of the curve they were doing interesting things but at the same time there were other bands doing similar things that were equally interesting so i don't know that they're like ahead of the pack in any way so that's where i landed
1: Uh, yeah the pack was exactly where i was going to put it i think they're a band of note for sure uh, and and worth time and attention, but not undivided attention. We'll say that. Six. I came at the same, same grade. Drag factor. Does this record drag to you
0: out of 10? It, it really doesn't drag that much. Um, no. So I gave it a seven.
1: <laughs> same. Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> flow out of 10. How well does this record flow from song to song? Etc., uh, I gave it an eight. I think it flows really well. Um, the last song is kind of a fall off, but I actually think the way it's constructed, it's not like every song moves into the next or anything, but it's a cohesive record in the way that when you listen to it, it feels like, oh, cool, there was the record, neat. So, eight
0: nice we're we're in different places on that i gave it a four not because Ooh, i okay. hate the, not because i hate the flow but just like it it some of it just feels slapped together in a way well some feel great but others don't
1: no i mean it, it, when you think about it the uh what is it uh, coming back to me it w- is acknowledged that it was somewhat slapped together right yeah. um aesthetic out of 10 how much do you like the way this record looks I give it a seven out of 10. I like the cover, uh, like the image of the band on the cover. Um, sort of always was striking and weird to me. I like it.
0: Yeah. I, I gave it an eight. I love the cover. It's like, it's always a record that for whatever reason I stop and look at, but I never clearly never bothered to pick it up and listen to it. But you know,
1: I have to be honest. It's one of the things that drew me to, to the (laughs) record as opposed to others was the cover. I really always liked it. Thought it stood out. Yeah. Um, Impact and influence. <sighs> Early psych record. Um, but I can't... And some hits. So I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. But part of this is ignorant. I just don't... Yeah. You don't see many people name check Jefferson Airplane.
0: No. I gave it a 6. Yeah, same reasons.
1: Um, and then the intangible. the the That that feeling about it that you like, you don't like, that you can't quite quantify. I give it a 7 out of 10. I feel a lot of warmth towards it. Uh, there's some... Nostalgia towards the hits. There's some enjoyment of the other songs, and I like the feel of it. I, I like a record like this, especially we kind of identified that can put you in a time and place and space, and and that's that's kind of that's a rare and cool experience.
0: We are in lockstep on this one. I gave it a seven too.
1: Well, I came out. I think we're going to be pretty close, but not exactly. I came out at a sixty-six. I'm at a sixty-four. All right, that that tracks. Okay, we both like this record. Well, Pete, asking a very important question: Will you be adding this to your collection?
0: If I find it for five dollars or less, I'm going to buy it.
1: How Lockstep, about you? lock it in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> beautiful.
1: Everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, coming soon, the In Search of Tracks walking tour of San Francisco. Join us, won't
0: you? <laughs> bye bye. Chasing rabbits And you know You're going to fall Tell them a hookah Smoking caterpillar